Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host Rashad Richard, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today, breaking down news of the day. None other than Jackson White, editor in chief, Politoscope co-founder as well. TYT Rebel HQ contributor, should be a fascinating breakdown. First story of the day, Lindsey Damn Graham joins the never Trumper train. All right, really interesting stuff. So now Lindsey Graham has refused to say that he would endorse Donald Trump in a 2024 bid. So let's go to it, Senator Lindsey Graham, the Republican out of South Carolina, appears not ready to endorse Donald Trump in a 2024 presidential run. Well, at least not yet. Graham turned from one of Trump's biggest critics before the 2016 election into his biggest booster when he got power. Even eventually walking back his own criticism of the former president for inciting the riot and terrorist attack on January 6th. Now, why is this happening? As I have said from day one, the true political ideology of people like Donald Trump, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene has nothing to do with values, platform, character, or even a recognizable belief system. It has to do with one thing, power. You see, these other dynamics are simply avenues for them to obtain and keep power. They are willing to abandon their historical viewpoint in order to obtain power. So what's happening now? Donald Trump no longer has the power that he once had, evidence by the midterm elections. If, ladies and gentlemen, if Donald Trump would have endorsed candidates that won in the midterm elections, all of these individuals on the conservative side who are now anti-Trump or saying Trump needs to pause would be all on Trump's you know what if he still had power. There's more, but on whether Graham would endorse Trump ahead of the former president's anticipated announcement. All right, so that may be coming very soon. Political reported, the South Carolina Republican said, and I quote, let's see what he says. I'll tell you after Georgia, Georgia's runoff election between incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock and Trump back Herschel Walker, the Republican is scheduled for next month, December 6th is the date. Now, let me show you the fix that's already in, okay? Two years ago, Lawmakers in the state of Georgia passed laws to give Herschel Walker an advantage in a runoff. Let me explain. Number one, because of the holiday season, they have eliminated all weekend voting in a runoff election. That was a law recently passed to benefit the Republican. They also decided to limit the amount of time between the general election and the actual date for the runoff. The turnaround time is much shorter, why? Because longer turnaround times favors the Democratic candidate as opposed to the Republican based on historical documentation and performance. What else did they do? The state of Georgia in that one law also gave the state the ability to overtake an election at any time from any county for basically any reason. And I said this when the law was first passed. While some elements were disturbing such as criminalizing people who gave water to someone in line. Yes, that's extremely disturbing. 
These other dynamics were not on the radar of members of the media. And I said this would be the problem in a runoff. They could overtake the election and they could decide not to allow early voting or the turnaround is shorter and Saturday voting would be eliminated. Well, that's exactly what has happened now. They planned for a potential runoff or runoffs in the state of Georgia and passed laws in order to create favor for them. There's more, all right? Graham's apparent reluctance to go all in for Trump echoes another Republicans, other Republicans who have urged Trump to postpone a presidential announcement until after the Georgia vote. The once predicted red wave in the 2022 midterms dissolved into worse than anticipated GOP results, which many critics attributed to Trump. Now, racists like Steve Bannon, oh, he guaranteed there was going to be a reckoning because of voters in America. Well, that did not happen. His buddy Donald Trump is a big reason, but is generally the Republican Party overall. You see, you all allowed one man to shrink the platform of your already pitiful political movement into something even more disgusting. You allowed one person to define holistically who you are as an individual and collectively. And because of that, you decided to ride that horse all the way to the victory of Donald Trump. And you're gonna ride that horse out of town as well. You came up with no solutions, you provided no policy dynamics, and you did not challenge power where it needed to be challenged in Trump. There's more. Let's go to the pit, Carrie Lake, all right? Donald Trump endorsed candidate once again. Now she was the worst. She absolutely wanted to be the new Donald Trump. On Monday, the Washington Post reported that the inner circle of Carrie Lake, the Phoenix news anchor turned Trump loving candidate for Arizona governor, are preparing for the race to be called against her. It is done now, it's over with, it's a done deal. The problem is that she has to say, hey, I lost because there could be fallout to say the least, all right? Um, this is it, this is the beginning of the end. This is how it starts. Now. Does this mean the danger has been eliminated? No, the person Donald Trump was never the real danger. It was the political ideology, policies and social narratives that he promoted and proclaimed. That was the real enemy. Does that enemy still permeate inside of the conservative movement? Yes, who will not champion that ideology? Well, people like Governor DeSatan out of Florida. And others will continue to carry this evil ideology of hate and intolerance. Trump is a personality. They are representing something much more. It's called a policy. All right, dear brother, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, so you know the irony of it all, and I'm glad we started the story out this way. Is you know when Lindsey Graham was very against Trump in his campaign and. Basically, his quote verbatim, give or take a few words, is that if we let Trump into the party, he's going to burn it down. And that's exactly what's happening and what will continue to happen because, you know, despite the fact that the Republican establishment will move over to Ron DeSantis, who is the future of the party, anyways, 44, I believe, 44, 45, very young for politics and just pretty young in general. 
Um, however, we know Trump's not going to let that happen, and he still controls a, a pretty large chunk of the base. And so, you know, for the betrayal of Donald Trump, he's going to bring the party down with him. And as you pointed out, um, Republicans didn't do well in the midterms, uh, more so than just Trump, but because the party's a complete disaster. They offer nothing substantial in terms of policy, and as we have always known, but now clearly see, that matters, especially in a time when you have younger voters who are more connected to um, the needs of society. So uh, this is the position that the Republican Party has pitted itself in. And uh, you know, I'm just chewing on my popcorn and enjoying the show. It is definitely going to be a show. All right, an indisputable exclusive, we brought you this first. We got the video, we got a secondary video, and now we have another update. Let me remind you of the horrors that happened to a man in the Camden County Jail. Okay, he's inside of a facility in Camden County, Georgia. This is the sheriff's office and the deputies come in and they decide to do this. They jump him, they beat him up. This is a gang styled attack. They had this already planned, this was prepared. They knew exactly what they were going to do. The cell that you're looking into is for individuals who are experiencing a mental health crisis. Some would call it a suicide watch cell. He was not there because he was on punishment. No, they actually decided to do that after they beat him up. We also were able to obtain the secondary video of what happened outside. Now, before I go to that, I will provide some additional update to this story that has now gone completely viral. All right, let's put up the picture of the facility he was in. This is Camden County, Georgia, very close, very close to the state of Florida. As a matter of fact, it is so close to Florida that people who live in Camden County, many of them commute to work in the state of Florida. The incident occurred at this jailhouse. Several officers beat and choke a man named Mr. Hobbs before dragging him out. Since then, our reports have been viewed by millions, right? Millions. Posted by Sean King, Ben Crump, and got damn uh, damzo on Instagram. Some viewers wrote Hobbs must have done something to deserve it. You look at the commentary sometimes, you realize that, well, people are making a lot of assumptions, okay? Then we receive more graphic video of the attack. It shows nothing prompted the deputies and their violent response. Here's more. Look at this. Now, we spoke to Mr. Hobbs directly. He said when he was going through this, he believed he was going to die. And in his mind, he kept saying, don't fall to the ground. You know what they did to George Floyd. That was in his mind, in his heart at the time of this criminal attack. This actually happened back in September. Indisputable did not receive the video until Thursday. And now everybody knows what happened. Now watch what they do next. It should definitely highlight 
the reality of their corruption and their criminality. Put him in a wheelchair and they threw him into the cell. His body was already limp, couldn't walk at that time. They kept him in this facility for 15 days with no medical care at all. No medical care at all. Why are those cops not arrested now? The Camden County Sheriff, Jim Proctor, let's put up his picture. So Jim Proctor, whom I am sure was aware of the corruption of his cops. He has now said, "Oh, I'm launching an investigation after our initial reporting. Now remember, this happened in September. The sheriff had these videos since September. Indisputable received a statement from the department. It says, and I quote, a video published on social media is a portion of an incident that occurred at the Camden County Sheriff's Office jail has the public questioning the actions of the corrections officers. Sheriff Jim Proctor and members of the command staff have reviewed the video also. Sheriff Proctor has ordered an internal investigation of the incident to begin immediately. This investigation will include all recorded video from the time the inmate entered the facility on September 3rd, 2022 until his release on September 30th, 2022. Okay, now here's the thing. I don't give a damn what another video says. What could justify what happened there? What maybe there was, I don't know, an argument. He says something the cops did not like. What could you possibly offer that would justify the brutal assault we just witnessed by government paid employees? People close to this source decided to talk to us directly. They wrote indisputable and said, and I quote, one person from the Camden County community said, Camden County is located 15 miles south of where the Ahmad Aubrey killing took place. The citizens here depend on the same sheriff department for assistance that beat Mr. Hobbs. It's mostly elderly people that live here. And you are lucky if they have a cop in the area when you need help. Also, we have another individual in the community who responded and said, and I quote, Growing up in that area, there has never been any accountability or change in decades. I guess that is why so many of us looked forward to graduation and just packing up and leaving that racist small town. That entire southeast area along the marsh is full of KKK and they have gotten bolder over the years. And then there was another one from a police officer who wanted to remain anonymous. Why? Because he's afraid of the police. He said, and I quote, I am a 25 year veteran, police officer. I'm disgusted by these so called officers. They are punks. At least a thug gives a fair fight while on the streets. They should be suspended without pay immediately and charged, according to an officer. A former employee of that same jail wrote us directly, said, and I quote, I was a corrections officer. In that jail, <clears throat> I was fired. I was the only witness to speak up for police brutality that I had witnessed on my shift. The sheriff's office said I was not making the cut, even though I was one week away from being there a year and was being trained by the corporal. I witnessed three 
of my fellow officers illegally strip search a man outside of the strip search policy. Let me remind you of the humanity of Mr. Hobbs, the man that they decided to brutally attack and damn near kill and leave inside of a cell 15 days after that brutal attack. He's a family man, okay? He's a human being. After this happened, they decided not only to refuse him medical treatment, but they also charged him with crimes against cops. After the beating, Hobbs was charged with nine counts of assault, battery, and obstruction of an officer. The 41 year old was held in isolation about 15 days after the unprovoked attack. Hobbs says he did not receive any medical attention whatsoever. The attorney for Mr. Hobbs is Harry Daniel, civil rights attorney, happens to be a dear friend of mine. He will be filing a US Department of Justice complaint. We will bring you that update. Harry said, and I quote, it sheds light on how the police, not only they beat this man, the way they beat him, pulled him, pulled one of his dreadlocks out of his head. He was bleeding, they would not give him medical care. Violation, 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 criminality, thugs. All right, dear brother, what are your thoughts here? I mean, this is those men were in there for the specific reason to, you know, be punitive to the prisoners. That's what they do. That's how they go about handling their business. And you know, that's one of the biggest issues with our justice system in general, is because that's how it treats people who need help. You know, oftentimes people end up in criminal situations. You know, again, I don't know exactly what got him there, but oftentimes it's just a result of poverty and what people do because of it. And and more importantly, mental health issues are very real. So for him to have been in that room because he was going through some type of an episode or because he needed some type of help, for them to do that on top of him just being by himself makes it even more cowardly because mental health issues are real. I have, I suffered from mental health issues and sometimes I really need help from people. So again, just like from top to bottom, it's really sick. Um, it's, I'm, I'm very glad uh, that you were able to get this story out and that you do this work in general. Um, but this is just, uh, again, a reflection of our punitive system and, and the types of people that it attracts. Um, again, this is what they want to do. Yep, well said, I agree wholeheartedly. We're gonna continue to follow this. Um, hopefully, at the end of this, we will see some level of reform, policy transformation, and also new leaders who decide to take up the mantle and lead. Okay. We have another exclusive, Riverdale police, they have been in hot water. Now there's a cop, there's a cop with a history of abuse that we are going to highlight. Let me first do this, I'm gonna take you to the video and then give you background, here it is. It's a civil matter, okay. but uh, he just wanted his stuff. Okay. So, can, we, can we make her open the door? Can't, but he, if he lives here, there you go. If he have the key. Yeah, he ain't got to, he stay here. Exactly. You live here, right? Yeah, I mean, I've been here for six to eight months, man. My address is not the same. Hey, how you doing? Anybody doing anything criminally now, she is, because she changed the lock. She don't supposed to change the lock without giving you a key. Have she gave you a key? But she's supposed to 
I'm not worried about it. I'm talking about Georgia law. Do they have a key? All right, do you have a key to that new lock? Mm -hmm. All right, so again, she's withholding you from your property. Mm -hmm. so, uh, now she's Producers, I want you to do this. Grab the screenshot of the officer as he is demonstrating how to kick in a door. Now, what the cop said was completely unlawful. No, you do not have the right to kick in a door because a door is locked. And the individual who locked the door happens to have done it for a good reason. We're gonna give you that background. Number two, the woman who locked the door was not committing the crime of trespass as the officer indicated. That did not happen either. Let's put that picture back up, all right? So you see clearly he's demonstrating this is what you need to do in order to get into this home. You need to kick the door in. Riverdale resident Crystal Gorman has released more documents about a police officer who advised and stood by while her ex-boyfriend kicked down her door. Yeah, he was told to by the police. You see it right here. I'm bringing this forefront just in case the police say, we did not tell him to do that. I have the video and I have the screenshot. Exactly what you told him to do, okay? In the video, the officer, whose name is Quintaria Williams, demonstrates how to kick in Miss Gorman's door. Then the ex-boyfriend goes and does what? He kicks down the door in front of the cops. He was told to do it. Since the incident, Miss Gorman and her neighbors say her ex, Donald, has now shown up late in the night shouting and pounding on Miss Gorman's door. Gorman said Donald just wanted to see the man in her apartment. She asked her neighbor's son, Antoine, to come downstairs and protect her. Gorman's upstairs neighbors, Detra, told Indisputable the ex-boyfriend has shown up several times, harassing Gorman, and he is a threat. The quote goes, I would hate for anything to happen to her. I've heard him shouting. I've heard some threatening stuff going on down there and her not wanting him there. Smith says she called the police on Donald before, she did. Uh, before the cops told him to just kick in the door, he had a history where the cops had to respond. All right, Riverdale police officer kicking in or saying kick in the door. Let's put up the leadership of Riverdale because this is an interesting town. When Crystal went to the chief, whom you see, white male, white shirt, his name is Todd Spivey. Crystal went to the chief, was dismissed. The mayor, her name is Evelyn Dixon, Riverdale city manager, E. Scott Wood. She says, I tried, all of them wanted her to keep quiet. Outside a recent city council meeting, Spivey, the chief, pleaded with Crystal to drop this case against the town, explaining they are short staffed as it is. Somehow that's her fault, according to the chief. The Riverdale police narrative even left out the fact Officer Williams advised the ex boyfriend how to kick down 
Miss Gorman's door. Oh, and I got more. Let's put up the complaint. Okay, let me tell you what you're looking at. In Ms. Gorman's complaint, okay, to Chief Spivey, Gorman says the police dismissed her. I was hiding in the closet while this was taking place, texting my neighbors to call my family. I am extremely disappointed, disgusted, and discouraged with the Riverdale Police Department as they are being extremely dismissive of my complaint. Ms. Gorman has retained an attorney since our broadcast aired in October. That is counsel Lakeisha Fair. You see, Ms. Fair doesn't play the radio. Now, Indisputable has received the cop in the dispute, Officer Quintario Williams, internal affairs file. Here it is. The IA file reads as stated Officer Williams lied to the investigators that his aunt was in a bad car accident, but in fact, he used his patrol vehicle to visit a woman. That's in his official IA file. Number two, the report says he posted on his TikTok. He was damn near a gang member outside of work. He solicited his services as a gangster with a cash app account that is in his current internal affairs file. Number three, he failed to file a domestic violence report one month before Crystal Gorman's dispute in the same apartment complex. Number four, in that DV called from March 19th, the woman was later shot six times. Her brother was also shot and the ex-boyfriend killed himself in front of his two victims. This was the same crime that Officer Williams decided not to report. You see the cause and effect relationship here? See why this is important? Given Spivey's, the chief's extreme history, okay? With another victim that he was connected to, he has refused to punish Williams. Why? The chief is dirty too. We highlighted his file that includes sleeping with a victim of a crime, getting her pregnant, trying to coerce her to have an abortion. All of that was part of the chief's file. Why in the hell are these people still cops? You know why? You know why they're still cops? Because they all are looking out for each other. It's a culture. He's dirty, he's dirty, that was dirty, the chief dirty, they all dirty. With this kind of background of job performance, you could not work in any credible institution in this country, except the police. All right, Jackson, thoughts here. Yeah, I mean, this dude's like Alonzo Harris from training day, like from top to bottom. Like this is one of the, you know, absolutely ridiculous. If anything, you know, typically you would think that if you had to or just really felt like it was important that you get in the house, a cop would at least knock on the door. And if they didn't have a warrant, they'd be like, don't have a warrant. But kicking someone's door down is you know, it, it, it requires a certain level of like being pumped up and ready to do some more. You know what I'm saying? If I'm kicking somebody's door down, I'm I'm ready to do something. So, you know, these people are dangerous. And like you said, um, they're all looking out for each other. And this is one of the biggest issues with the level of unchallenged authority that law enforcement has in municipalities all over the country. Is it's that it's a system that feeds on itself, whether it's toxic or positive. You know what I'm saying? That's how power works. 
power is elevated from the plebeians in some type of a way. These people are on another level than regular uh, citizens. And so there's a bunch of bad apples. What can you do about it? Obviously, it's a slow process, unfortunately, but this is ridiculous. And let me say this quickly to the mayor, the city manager and council. I've heard the rhetoric about being short staffed on cops. So you're basically stuck with what you have. Provide some leadership here. Create an MOU with the Clinton County Sheriff's Office temporarily until you can actually beef up your staff. Create a contractual agreement with the Georgia State Troopers so that they can have a direct targeted patrol dynamic in your city while you hire qualified police officers and get a real chief in there. That's what you do, that's called leadership. It's a temporary dynamic, do it. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Let me say a big thank you to everybody. We still got a little ways to go. I'm talking about our people in Jackson, Mississippi. We have been able to raise $23,000 for those who have been experiencing an issue with drinking water. This is the United States of America, it's unbelievable. Indisputable YouTube channel members, I want you to participate as well, everybody can be part of the solution. Now, we got 23,000 already. Our goal is 28,000, 5,000 to go. Our partners are the National Clean Water Collective. They have given truckloads of clean water and water testing kits. That's important too. When the government says it's okay to drink it, they need to know for sure it's okay to drink, all right? So make sure you contribute if you can. Uh, let's make that happen, tyt.com forward slash Relief. All right, a lot of comments. Let me get to as many as I can. Uh, Mickey C. The Silverhead Dragon says, This is a difficult video to watch talking about uh, the jail beating, uh, the horror of that gang beating, the pain and terror of that poor man is palpable. Every one of those guards needs to be in prison. That's correct. They got the right people on so, so far for sure. Uh, YouTube Super Saint says, Where did he find the spine? Talking about Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham doesn't have a spine. Just looks like it when he's an objector. He's still significantly connected to power, okay? All right. Um, Forbzilla, Godzilla Dragon, I have a felony too. Can I be a cop? Obviously so. Yeah. All right. Got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? I feel free. Tell me it's warped. Tell me it's warped. 
me, Sam. Tell me it's warped. Sam? Tell me it's warped and I'll get up. Tell me it's warped. It ain't warped for you. Say it. You hear me? You hear me? Oh, my. Get the f*** off. I ain't heard you say it. Get off. Are you warped? Sure. Get off. That's a new one right there. I do not condone violence, ladies and gentlemen. But I gotta tell you, I'm from Glenwood Road. I've seen a lot of street fights. I have never seen that before. Now, one young lady comes to the fight with a bat. Okay, may not have been a wise decision. And if you come bold enough with a bat, and you try to hit somebody with said bat. And for some reason, you plus the bat are no match for the person in front of you. There will be a consequence and repercussion. Now, as I said before, I do not condone violence here whatsoever. Um, but that ass whooping was so, hmm, I don't know, ironic that even this guy had a response. Okay. Uh, I thought it was interesting because she seemed to be kind of in control, but not Jackson. Uh, when the white male approached, she said, hey, you know what, I'm okay, I got this and uh, proceeded. Now, I'm gonna ask you, all right, have you seen a move like that before at the end of a physical combat before? Uh, no, I haven't seen the sequence exactly like that. I've yeah. seen a lot of fights. I'm, I've been in a number of fights. And yeah, no, not, nothing quite like that. But I have seen people who have empty threats. And the call, you know, because when people, she wasn't really ready to use that bat for real. You know what I mean? Like she came with the bat and she thought that that was going to like make the other woman back down. Because if you have a bat and you hit somebody anywhere reasonable, they really shouldn't be able to do anything. Um, but, you know, so again, like you said, the, no violence is condoned, but you come swinging a bat at somebody and they end up beating you up pretty bad. I mean, were you gonna do any less? You had a bat, if you hit them in the head, they could die. So I mean, what, yeah. what, I don't feel sorry for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta be honest, man. I started to feel sorry for the lady at the end. I, <laughs> I, didn't think, I did not think I would, but damn. Yeah. I mean, ma'am, yeah. hey, you got your butt whooped, just say it. Quick. Yeah, just, just saying, I guess she had the bat though. So it was like, I mean, if it was the other way around, that would've been cool though, you know, so that's the thing. And keep in mind, the victor did not grab the bat at any point and try to do to her what the other person wanted to do. All right, just keep that in mind. Here's what's going on. Just like this. Hey, hold on, don't touch me, bro. Don't touch me, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Just like this. There you go. Don't come back in. There you go. Oh my God. Don't touch me. You just hit me. Don't try to hit me. You hit me again. Hit me again. Hit me again. I ain't hit you again. Hit me 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 again.
Call the police right now. I'm requesting you. On you? On you? Savages. I'm not a Spectrum customer. This is not going to convince me to be one. All right, I don't know where to start here. Seems like everybody had a little bit of carinicity in them, except for the brother who came and saved the day. Um, David, thoughts on this debacle that you just saw? It was quite active. Well, you, you put the, the key word out there and that this is spectrum. So I'm loath to sort of judge anybody who might be, um, shall we say, angry or frustrated with their cable provider. Uh, clearly, a lot of us have been there at the cable store trying to return equipment, trying to get equipment, trying to get equipment to work, and we freak out because we don't know. Um, I, I wish people would not resort to violence, even if they felt like it was the cable provider who deserved the violence. And again, uh, locking the door of the store doesn't seem to be effective. Uh, thank goodness there was somebody who was a little bit more level headed who sort of separated the, the warring factions here and said, let's just let it go. Yeah, it was interesting. It is what it is. Uh, but damn, I didn't even know they still do the equipment thing like that. <laughs> I, I, it's been so long since I've had cable, man. Okay, yep. all right, I get it. I used to be there too, brother, a while ago, <laughs> all right. Got something for you, yeah, double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off! I'm going to tell there's an African American man threatening my life. I'm in Nordstrom right now. And I've only been there, I've been here for one minute, and this man is following me. You have been verbally trespassed. No, no, you never asked me to leave. I'm telling you now, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you to leave. You are verbally trespassed. You cannot tell me to leave if I didn't do nothing. I just walked in here two minutes ago. You are disturbing business and filming what you are not legally allowed to do, you must leave the store. This is a man, he's discriminating against me. He keeps saying that I'm somebody that I'm not, I don't even know this. You are trespassed. In Nordstrom. I haven't even been here for 10 minutes. I haven't even been here for 10 minutes. Don't even go back and forth with him. Don't even go back and forth with him. How can you for what? For what? What's the reason? business. When did we start doing that since from when you were filming? No, Massachusetts. Audio filming is absolutely illegal without consent, and you don't have my consent. So it's illegal. Oh no. No, yeah. and that just started yeah. just now. And you're from New York, from, so you don't know the law anyways. Exactly. So yeah, So I do. So so who's from Peabody then? And whose faces do you have in your phone? Because I've never up. been here a day in my life. I've never been here a day in my life. All right, we're not lying here. We're not playing this game. What? We're not lying here. What? Bitch, I don't got to prove you. I got to prove it to the police, bitch. We're not making any time to go. We're here, bitch. I ain't got time for bitches. That person was completely wrong about the law, by the way. There's background offered, here it is. A few seconds within walking in the store, we noticed someone following us and whispering. I'm thinking, I automatically thought it was a sex trafficker. Just because of his demeanor and he was just like whispering on the phone and like three feet behind us, he was not letting up, he was not playing. So we asked him, are you following us? Is everything okay? And he just yells at us and he's like, I'm on the phone with my aunt who has cancer um, and just made up some ridiculous lie about someone having cancer. But while he's saying this, he's still following us and he's like three feet away from us. He's so close to us and he's on the phone whispering. So I immediately walk up to the counter that's closest to us, to a worker, and I'm like, excuse me, 
like I think this is a sex trafficker following us. Like this is scary. Like please call somebody, do something. After I said that, I guess he got scared and blew his cover. And he was like, I work here and I know you three ladies. I have your pictures in my phone. You're from Peabody, Massachusetts. You come in here stealing all the time, blah, blah, blah. So obviously he was mistaking us. But why was he mistaking us? Why? Because the color of our skin. Nordstrom's did respond to the insanity that happened to the young lady. Now, before I get into this response and reveal it to the world, let me remind everyone, please, when they show you how they feel, penalize them through a process called economic withdrawal. I guarantee you it's effective. All right, so the pollster put this up, gave some background, and here's what Nordstrom said. Dear Ms. Mendez, I am most concerned to learn of this awful experience with us. I am on a plane right now, but will get the appropriate people investigating this matter right away. We will get back to you shortly. In the meantime, I do apologize as what you described certainly fails to meet the standards we hold ourselves to, Eric Nordstrom, okay? Email exchange continue, here's another one. Says in our quote, I connected with our store manager, Elizabeth Gray, to learn more about this. I am discouraged and frankly embarrassed by what happened. It is our job to make everyone feel welcomed, and that obviously did not happen here. More to the point, we should do our best to de-escalate conflicts, but our agent appeared to do just the opposite. I extend my heartfelt apologies for the treatment you received. I can assure you that we all take this matter most seriously and are well underway in addressing it. I do appreciate you bringing this matter to my attention. No word yet on this male Karen and his fate, okay, we do not know. The CEO of Nordstrom, Eric, okay, we got his LinkedIn profile. And you know, we hope your words ring true, Eric, okay. Once again, a person being what, targeted? All right, racially profiled and then all of a sudden told to leave under suspicion of what? Nothing, absolutely nothing. Jackson, thoughts here? Well, yeah, I think this, uh, you know, I, she was definitely the wrong person to mess with because, you know, her uh, throwing a sex trafficker in there, you know, it, it just, she she did that on purpose and it was smart, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, what you doing following me? Like, you know, it, it, it was it was just, a, a it, she did that well. Um, but, you know, this guy and people like him, you know, it's like, whatever you went to the mall for, just get it and leave. You know, like, who cares? Like, it's not just, it, there's no way, or he said, this isn't New York or you from New York. So I'm assuming they were in New Jersey or something like that probably, or one of the tri-states. And it's like, so those weren't the only black people in there. There's no way that was the case. And there's all the people in the mall, it's like, just get what you needed and leave. With these people, they just bored losers and they looking to take it out on a, on what they think is an easy target. But it's not an easy target because like I said, she, she played that nicely. Yeah, agreed. We got more on the other side, indisputable stick and stay. Welcome back, we got a lot of show left, we got a lot of comments, all right? Let me read a few of these, I'm kind of pressed for time, but I wanna make sure you are are reminded about Senator Nina Turner, unbossed, the Nina Turner next right after Indisputable. Also make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, very simple. 
YouTube.com forward slash unbossed T-Y-T. Let's look at the comments. Stop Dragon says, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah. Uh, this is interesting. Craig Craig Souffle says, Al Capone would be embarrassed and disgusted at that back carry. Yeah, I agree. Harvey Weinstein, right? On trial, what comes out? Governor Gavin Newsom's wife talks about her assault. He visited upon her. This was extreme and very emotional. So let me give you some background. Let's put up the picture full of mass. This is his second trial, by the way. California Governor Gavin Newsom's wife, her name is Jennifer Newsom, testified before a jury that she was in fact sexually assaulted, right, by Harvey Weinstein. This was back in 2005. Remember that year, 2005. I'm gonna bring you back to that year in just a moment. She was crying heavily in the court. Ms. Newsom told a packed courtroom about Weinstein forcing himself on her in a Beverly Hills hotel room back in September of 2005. She said that during the meeting, Weinstein first began penetrating her with his fingers before forcing his penis into her. In loud and emphatic testimony that gripped the jury and drew tears from people in the pack gallery. Ms. Newsom said she could tell that Weinstein, and I quote, knows this is not normal. He knows this is not consent. Before shouting through tears, oh God, she said, felt horror, horror. I'm trembling, I'm like a rock, I'm frigid. This is my worst nightmare. I'm just this blow up doll and I'm just trying to masturbate off of. Let's put up the picture of Harvey Weinstein. She met Harvey in September 2005 at the Toronto International Film Festival. She was an actress and a producer. During the initial meeting with Weinstein, he came directly to me and people sort of backed off. He wanted to know who I was, what my name was, why I was there. They moved to a quieter area and Weinstein said he wanted to meet up with her later. I felt like I had to, like okay, sure, Ms. Newsom said. But she also felt like there was a genuine interest in talking about my work. She then described how Weinstein kept in touch with her and even delivered a gift to her home. Weinstein later called inviting Ms. Newsom to meet him in a peninsula hotel, this Beverly Hills. Telling her he was, and I quote, interested in helping me with my career and wanted to talk more to me about it to offer advice and support. Soon after she arrived at his hotel room, Weinstein said he needed to get more comfortable, okay? Asked her to help find him a bathrobe. I was like, please don't, please don't. It's okay, I remember getting kind of rattled. I was just like, please don't, she said. I backpedaled and he would go toward me. Just sort of this cat and mouse thing in this little area. Newsom described in graphic detail her rape, her encounter with this sexual assaulter, and even how weird his genitalia appeared. I was just pretending like nothing happened. 
and putting that in a box over here and moving on with my career, she said. So much shame, I was so violated and I don't know how that happened. I didn't see the clues, I didn't know how to escape. Now I want to remind everyone, Weinstein had already been doing this for years. This was in 2005. He continued to do it after 2005. It was the worst kept secret in Hollywood. As a matter of fact, comedians made jokes about his sexual assaults as if it was funny. What he did to brutalize women during the course of his career. Now back in 2005 also, something else happened. The same year that Ms. Newsom was assaulted by Weinstein, according to her, rock star Courtney Love had this to say when asked if she had any advice for a young girl moving to Hollywood. Here it is. Do you have any advice for a young girl moving to Hollywood? Yeah, she said that. What happened after Courtney Love said that? The CAA, the Creative Arts Agency, well, they suspended her. Okay, so Weinstein can sexually assault women, no issue. But Courtney Love, Cannot say what Weinstein does. Now she's suspended. Okay. Uh, this is Weinstein's second sexual assault trial. He was found guilty in the first. This was back in 2020. All right. White privilege, money, status, power, uh, and this fascination with Hollywood types as if they are gods of sorts combines to make a very awful reality. Jackson, thoughts here? Yeah, you know, Harvey Weinstein is just a disgusting pig waste of a life who, you know, luckily got what he deserved. Looks miserable, looks horrible, uh, rightfully so. And uh, importantly, this goes to show how real power he is. I mean, people, like you pointed out, people knew what he was doing. You know, stuff like this, stuff like this doesn't really go under the radar. People just keep it quiet because it's a benefit to them, which also goes to show, um, how righteous doing the right thing can be because it's not easy. You know, all these people who stayed in line and stayed quiet because they were getting paid. And, and if they stood up against them, they knew that, you know, their, their jobs and their careers were probably gonna be threatened. And that was more important than standing up for women who are going through these horrible things. Uh, so, you know, again, luckily he got caught and, and thrown where he's supposed to be, but he did what he did for way too long just because he lined people's pockets. Very well said, very well said. We will continue to follow this trial, obviously. All right, imagine you go to return a pizza, okay? And the person at the pizza place pulls out a gun on you. Here it is. Excuse me, are you the guy I just speak with on the phone? I'd step back, I'm having a handgun in my hand, back up. I'm just acting you up here for. This is completely unacceptable. I told you what to do. Do you? I feel afraid for my life. Get back in your car now. What? Get back in your car now. This is how robberies happen. This is not a robbery. I'm just asking, can I get my refund? We already closed. I have told you what to do. I don't know what you're doing. I'm just is. saying. I'm just asking for corpus number. Find it on the website. What is your name? You need to leave. You're going to call the police about this incident tomorrow? Okay. This is going to be called a strong arm robbery. 
pointed a gun at me. Yelling I didn't yell at you. I never yelled, sir. I just asked for corporate's number. That was all. That's totally fine. This was at a Marco's Pizza in the state of California. Okay, I got some background, significant background. The victim was a black woman. Now, remember, she's trying to simply return a pizza that was done wrong. The customer service skills of this manager, horrible. He pulls out a gun. She's asking questions that a patron would pose. What's the number of the corporate? What's your name, right? He then threatens to file a false police report and lie and say she was attempting to rob him. Okay, the backstory of the incident. According to the woman who was a victim here, she ordered wings for pickup from Marco's Pizza location. After arriving home, she says she realized that the order was soggy and undercooked. She says she decided to call the store in search of a refund or a way to exchange her order for something else. And the store refused as the man was allegedly rude on the phone. The woman says she decided to simply return to the store and sort out the issue in person. The original video she says began when she arrived in the store. Self-defense laws in California, let's go ahead and highlight those. This is per the McCready Law Group. According to California law, if you reasonably believe that a threat exists, You're about to be physically harmed or facing possible danger. You may act in self-defense, but you have to reasonably believe this is what's happening. The site continues, in order to successfully argue self-defense in California, the defendant must prove that they reasonably believed that they or another person was in imminent danger of being harmed, killed, or suffering great bodily injury. They reasonably believed. That the imminent use of force was necessary to defend against that particular danger. They only used the right amount of force that was reasonably necessary to defend themselves against the harm. The other party was the initial aggressor. All right. In an email to the Daily Dot, Marcos Pizza did respond. So this is the chief of operations, Tim Brown, said the following. The order of wings discussed in the video was placed on October 2nd and Marcos initiated a credit refund on her credit card when the customer called into the store expressing her displeasure at the order. The customer wanted to be refunded in cash and was told the refund could only be made to the credit card which item which item was purchased from. Later that evening of October 2nd when the shift lead was closing up the store and leaving the night. He encountered a vehicle driving aggressively in the parking lot. And in fear, he immediately called 911. Oh, don't get upset now, there's more, okay? He did not know, according to Marco's Pizza, he did not know that the person driving the vehicle was the daughter of the customer, okay? When the police arrived, the shift lead explained that this was a misunderstanding and that he thought the vehicle was attempting to rob him and did not know the driver of the vehicle was a customer. The police determined there was no gun present at the scene and neither party decided to press charges. So no police report was filed. The next day, October 3rd, the store owner called the mother and apologized.
for the misunderstanding. He invited the daughter and mother to the store for a complimentary meal. Both parties considered the matter resolved. Okay, all right, good for them, I do not. The matter is not resolved for me. Now, let me tell you why. What the employee did, obviously, horrific, never should have happened. Completely contrary to customer service, it is illegal. It's called felony menacing when you pull out a gun and do what he did. But let's talk about the response from Marco's Pizza. They spent three fourths of their response building a defense for a person who obviously lacked complete customer service skills, who disregarded a patron and pulled out a gun on a customer. Regardless of what the conflict may have been, she did nothing to provoke those things. Nothing. So even if you believe that somehow there was legitimate confusion about the order, you cannot sign off on how he treated a customer. Now, damn it, I get what they've done. Hey, I apologize, I get a free pizza card. Please don't go back to Marco's Pizza. I'm not. I'm not going to go back because of what happened to you and the way they responded to it. Economic withdrawal is a powerful ally when you realize how this ecosystem of economy works. They failed not only the customer, they failed the sentiment of decency. Who backs an employee who does that? All right, Jackson, thoughts here. I just have to point out the funniest comment in this comment section. Somebody said Marcos is a mid-grade anyway. <laughs> but people, people in the comments roasted Marcos. I don't know nothing about Marcos. I'm all the way out here in New Jersey. But um, uh, more, more so even to you know Marcos' response was just really pitiful because to add on to what you said, the manager is somebody they can replace at the snap of a finger, especially if they're a chain like this. Because I'm seeing all these comments like everybody know what Marcos is, so uh, they they really didn't help themselves out. But also, this is a further evidence that there's too many damn guns in the country because this guy just be you know willy nilly pulling it out like oh, I'm, I'm I'm my life's in danger like really like this is some woman with a pizza box in her hand like who would think to do that like he just wanted to go home and didn't feel like dealing with it and you know I got a gun and my Second Amendment rights but uh, yeah Marcos is looking really bad right now horrible horrible so I'm waiting on Marcos to give a second response to correct the first one, we shall see. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, we got a lot of show left. Okay, really, really sad. A Marine veteran was treated this way by the police, here it is. You got some nerve. Do not put that in my face. You got some nerve going on my property. And this, see how the problem going with all these stupid people. Get off. You want film? You want film? You want film in my yard? Sir, we're going to pick you up. We're going to put the back in the wheelchair here. You're really going to do this. I'm not going to do anything. You're going to get this property. Get off my property. Oh, my God. Wheelchair bound Marine veteran was treated this way by Ohio cops. Years were led to it. Can you get off my property, please? 
Get off of my property. I do not want to speak to you. You have no consent to be on my property. Get off now. Get off of my property. Get off of my property now. Get off of my property, please. So get off of my property. I don't care. She called you for some and you showed up in five seconds. Get off of I'm my. Just trying to get your side. Of Please get off of my property. I have no side. So she wanted get to off my property about how you get off my property. Damage to her fence. Get off my property. So. You didn't see no damage. And just to let you know, the body cam is showing that he refused to get off my property. Get off my property now. So get off my property, so man. So she's showing damage. Get off to my the property, fence, man. So it, it took three. Get off three my property, man. Back out of my face. Get off my property, man. Get off my property. Get off my property. You want me to defend myself? You want to see how it goes? This is what happens: is we come over and get your side of the story, just like we went over and got her side of the story, right? Get off my property! Get off! Get off my property! Hold on! You're gonna make him fall! Get off my property, Me? Get off! You're ramming a police officer! No, you! No, 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 no! You will get arrested too. You will get arrested. I have a weapon on this. But you will get arrested too if you do not let us do what we have to do. Can I explain something to you? You it took the officers to come over here for me. Can I explain something to you? What's that? Can we reason? He gotta get off my husband like that. It's a damn shame. There's more. The individual who posted this, a TikToker, Jolly Good Ginger, who helped in this incident amplify it. Uh, explains how this happened to Mr. Mail Court. Here it is. His neighbor, Cheryl Cade, called the police because she was accusing her neighbor, Mail Court, of damaging her fence. This is a video of the fence in question. The fence is 38 years old and runs along the adjacent properties. Cheryl Cade, the neighbor, has no proof or evidence that Mail Court damaged her fence, and he didn't. But she decided on October 21st to accuse him of it and then call the police. Okay, there's more. Here it is. I'm in the backyard cleaning the yard. Some old bitch called and said I broke her fence. And this big head come and throw me out my wheelchair and put me in his gut. I told him from the beginning, you're not welcome on my property. Don't come on my property. He proceeded to walk on my property, block my path, and then found me out Warrant. After that complaint is filed, you need to go through the proper channel, and then you need to get a warrant. And when you come back with that warrant, you have all right to come on my property, but you don't have a right to come on my property. Now I'm asking, Sergeant, take this cuff off of me now. How about getting this stuff? How about you get this cuff off of me because I've done nothing? Oh. I tried to loosen them once. Here, you, you're not trying to loosen. Uh, how tight did you have to put them? I can't run. Take them off so he can see what you've done. Take it off. It ain't no adjusting them. Take the cuff off of me. Officer, can you take the right side off my wrist so she can retake, so she can feel me? So you can prove that it's no marks on my wrist. Sam, pull my sleeve up. Let her pull my, look. Pull my sleeve up, please. Pull, pull it. There you go. Nothing on my wrist. Nothing on my wrist. These cowards don't care that you have your own home. These cowards don't care about your property rights. These cowards don't care that you committed no crime. They don't care that you serve the country, sir. They also don't care that you're in a wheelchair. They don't care. The irony of this, in addition to what you see, the fence in question is actually on the property 
of Mr. Court. Yeah, the fence is on his property. They built the fence and committed trespass when they did so. Let's put his picture up when he served in the Marine Corps. Retired corporal, male court. I believe he deserves justice. I believe he deserves accountability for what happened to him. He was being tortured. Jolly Good Ginger identified the cop as Deputy Alex Caldwell. Good work on this one, by the way. Of the Licking County Sheriff's Office on the left, and Officer Zach Sarver Center, and Officer Janessa Justice of the Patascala Police Department. Their leadership is Sheriff Randy Thorpe and Chief Bruce Brooks. According to the GoFundMe to cover legal fees, Corporal Court is a Marine Corps combat veteran who lost his legs in Iraq. December 7, 2005. On the afternoon of October 21st, 2022, the corporal was working in his yard cleaning and clearing debris for the county CAUV program. When a neighbor accosted him over damage to a 38 year old fence that was actually built on his own property by mistake, according to the narrative. So what does she do? She decided to call the local sheriff. So she calls the sheriff's office. Who came to investigate the call? Corporal Court tried speaking with the officer from a distance, which did not appease the officer who decided to come onto the property with two more officers and being told by Mr. Court that his presence was not welcomed on said property. You are enforcing your property rights well within your capacity to do so as an owner of the property. After numerous times of telling, the officers to get off the property and which officers failed to comply. The corporal decided to leave the scene and had his path blocked by the cops several times and then was assaulted by them as you saw on the video. What happened after the arrest? Well, he spent three days in jail. They actually took him to jail. He spent three days in jail, was not given his diabetes medication. So he ended up in the infirmary twice. Nor was he given proper dietary meals as required. He was initially charged with assault on a peace officer, a peace officer, a felony and several misdemeanors. Well, the felony was dropped, but he still has to fight the misdemeanor charges to clear his name. Did you see him commit a crime here? This case is ongoing and any help to fight for the civil rights of this man would be greatly appreciated. One of the terms, one of the times he ended up in an infirmary, he was um, an extremely serious health. Um, he was a, an extremely serious health issue when he went. So he's had an ordeal because he went outside to do one thing, what? To tend to his own property. All right, we're gonna continue to follow this story. Um, I'm reaching out directly. If someone is connected to this individual and they know him, make sure you reach out to me. All right, I want to do something solid for this warrior who should not have faced what he faced. All right, Jackson, thoughts here. Well, you know, this shows that for the most part, police exist to enforce the authority of the state. 
because at the end of the day, you know, there there could be people who would look at this and say, well, he was too aggressive or he shouldn't have had that attitude. But they didn't have the right to be on his property if he didn't want them there in the first place. Uh, and clearly, um, you know, it, it, let alone before I even get to the fact that they brutally beat a man who doesn't have legs as if that's necessary. All they're doing again is enforcing their authority. This guy wasn't respecting their authority in their eyes and so they had to make sure that he did. That's all this is, that nothing else. Because they could have easily pulled up and seen, what, nothing wrong with this fence. They could have called, they could have deduced that there really was nothing going on here. Which again goes to show how just uh, you know ill prepared uh, the police are in this country to handle much of anything whatsoever. Yeah, and I always, echo this because I think it's important. When cops are certified, they're not certified as cops. They're not certified as law enforcement. They're not even certified as the police. They are certified as peace officers. That is the certification they receive. Peace officers, what happened to that dynamic in the description and how it actually translates to culture? All right. Remember the teacher, self-proclaimed white supremacist teacher. We have an update, that teacher has now been fired. We reported on this yesterday. Let me remind you of the incident, here it is. People are going to say, no, deep down in my heart, I'm ethnocentric, which means I think my race is the superior one. Hey, I think everybody thinks that they're just not honest about it. Hey, I'm not racist though. I like all types of cops. Did I say I don't like people? people only think Wait, that. so you said you are what? You are racist. You're saying you're like you're I racist. I think everybody's a racist at at that level. No, but you said you are racist. You're racist. I did. I did. Yeah, I'm to be honest. I'm racist. No, I'm not saying it again. I've said it enough. So you're racist. I think I saw you saw you Okay, now remember why this was happening. Let's put his picture up full mass. The reason why there's an argument is because a few days before, the young black kid went to his father and said, listen, my teacher's racist. My teacher gives me bad grades, will not allow me to make up the work, won't allow me to go to the restroom. The father said, well, damn, I thought my kid was probably trying to make an excuse for the C grade he received in the class. And then a few days later, this surfaces. As we covered yesterday, the unidentified teacher did indeed calmly express his racist views to his classroom largely black and brown students. The remark appeared to be directed at two black students who were addressing obvious bias in his grading and granting bathroom permissions. Dr. Douglas Killian, superintendent of the Pflugerville Independent School District issued a statement on Monday about the teacher's firing. In the statement, he described the discussion as inappropriate, inaccurate and unacceptable. And said this type of interaction will not be tolerated in any of the district schools. You know what else it was, Superintendent? It was racist. As of Monday morning, November 14th, that teacher is no longer there. So there's your update. He is fired. 
Uh, initially, they were going to just keep this cat suspended with pay. And then naturally the media narrative, well, it did what it did. Jackson, thoughts here? Yeah, th- this, he's, this guy was just dumb. You, you just see it in his face, the blank face. It's like, first of all, why did you even bring this up? And then he was sorely ill-prepared to even explain himself. I mean, not that you can, you know, like rationally explain racism. But my favorite part of this, when even when I first saw it was the kids, they they thought the same thing. Like, oh, this guy's an idiot. They just started laughing at him and, and roasting him and and and, and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, definitely good riddance. And um, I mean, again, what what, what a Clown. Yeah, and this is exactly what needs to happen when you see someone like this in a professional environment, especially around kids. They do something racist, get rid of them. They gotta go. We don't play games about our children. All right, Jackson, always good to have you there, brother. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. Oh, absolutely. You can check me out on Rebel HQ. I drop videos Monday through Friday. Also, follow my podcast on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash at politics and paper. I do episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, not doing one tonight, but typically every Tuesday and Thursday. Again, it's youtube.com slash at politics and paper. Thank you, my friend. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable. Welcome to Indisputable, I'm your host, Dr. Rashad Richard. We got a lot happening today, but what do we do on this show? We tell the truth, you know why we tell the truth? Because the truth is simply indisputable. Rashad, great to be here, congratulations on the new show. And I gotta let everybody know that Rashad and I go way back. Here's the pattern that we see in all of these Karen stories. They think they own stuff they do not own. Now, where does that come from? I don't know, maybe slavery. Maybe they think they should still own black people. This is what happens when Karens weaponize the police. When you're used to privilege, equality seems like oppression. It hits you in a certain way when someone is holding you against your will, treating you like you're a criminal and you're an innocent person. This is something that black people face no matter where they are. A stronger black economy lends itself to a stronger, greater economy. Don't think it's exclusive of you, it's inclusive of you. What's your beef with critical race theory? It adds more fuel to the fire of the racist tendencies that we already have. We have a generation of problem solvers that can remedy the problem if they are properly taught what the problem is. You know who created redlining in this country? Mm-hmm. The white liberal. I, I, don't, I don't give a damn who created it. If it's no, a racist I, 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 policy, I, I, racist I, policy. Shelly, here's what I don't know. I don't know. See, there you go filibustering, brother. You're scared of this truth, but you're gonna get it though.